You're listening to That YA Podcast. Fall for You, Episode 9. Wow. Okay, I... I really screwed up. I ruined everything. Everything good I had in my life, I just went and ruined it. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing high school right. I got good grades. I have a girlfriend. Had? Have? I don't even fucking know anymore. I'm just so mad at myself. I'm mad at Desi too, but my anger is so much bigger than that. I'm mad at the education system and the way schools dictate whether we can go to uni and what subjects we study. I'm mad that my worth in this world is practically decided by a score at the end of year 12. But most of all, I'm mad at myself. I ruined everything. I don't even want to remember what happened today. I don't know why I'm still doing this stupid submission thing anymore. I don't even know if I'm going to have good enough grades to get in anyways. All of this will have been a waste of time. I'm just so tired of all this mess. I'm just so tired. This past week hasn't been a good one. Desi and I met up a few times for coffee before school, but each day she was either too tired or too angry from a lack of sleep and she'd take it out on me. Or she was desperately trying to study for tests she had coming up, which always ended in her declaring that she was stupid and there wasn't any point. She told me about the meeting she had with her mum and the principal. I knew she wasn't getting great test results, but I never thought it would get to that point. How could the school give her a scholarship and then just threaten to rip it away from her? She got a scholarship for art. What did the other subjects have to do with it? But that's private schools for you then. Most of them just care about how they look based on the scores their students get in VCE. I don't blame her for being angry. I'm angry too. And then this morning, in period one legal studies, I got my SAC results back. I always get a rush of panic before I flip open the page and see my test result, but this morning I was feeling okay. Or maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was just numb from everything that's been happening over the past week, and doing that sack felt like it was ten years ago. But when I saw my score, everything suddenly felt incredibly real again. My breath caught in my throat and my chest tightened, and everything suddenly went blurred like a camera focusing on one point. The sounds of everyone talking in the classroom and the teacher asking for quiet sounded like they were coming from underwater. All I could think about was that my results at the end of the year would be thrown off. I hadn't prepared for a result like this one. I hadn't even considered the possibility of getting something as low as that. How could I have been so distracted these past few weeks? It only really sunk in when I slipped my sack paper in with all my other test results in my legal studies binder, a bad egg amongst all A's. I wanted to bury it or light it on fire, but it was done now. I couldn't change my mark any more than I could change my eye colour. It was done and I just had to figure out how I could make those marks up. It was probably a good thing that it was a Wednesday when I met my school counsellor, because I definitely needed to escape during my free period or I would go crazy typing and retyping my predicted grades into ATAR calculator. I couldn't subject myself to that torture today, even though I've been doing the same thing when I can't get to sleep at 2am in the morning most nights. <sighs> Maybe that's the reason why I can't sleep. That's what my counsellor says anyways. 
She told me that I should try and focus on each sack one at a time, go over each hurdle as it comes. She said that I shouldn't be so fixated on the end goal, but instead try and make the journey as smooth as I can. It's kind of hard to take in what she says about VCE sometimes, seeing as she's at least 40 and has a stable job, and she hasn't been to high school in over 20 years. But our time together at least helped me calm down a bit after legal. She always lets me drink tea in her sessions, so we sipped out peppermint drinks in unison in the chairs opposite one another. But as soon as I stepped out of her office, filled with books and a vanilla scent from the lit candle in the corner, the nagging voice inside my head came back. It was faint, but undeniably there. I'm not good enough. I should have done better on that sack. I won't get into journalism. I'll never get a job and I'll have to live with my parents for the rest of my life and I love them, I do, but I want to get a house and have a family and that won't be possible if I don't have a job and this all started with this one sack score that will be the beginning of the end, the ruining of my life. <sighs> the bell for the beginning of lunch sounded when I was making my way back to my locker. Students began to flood into the corridors and I grabbed a sad-looking sandwich from my bag when I spotted Desi. She was coming out of her classroom, her backpack with her. She always took it everywhere, pulling out books as she needed them. But as I looked at her, I couldn't help feel like she was partly to blame for all of this. For my bad sack result, for me being stressed, feeling like I had to help her get good grades as well as myself, for having to comfort her every time she was feeling worthless or not good enough or when her mom was getting on her back. I loved her and I wanted to make sure she was always okay and doing well at school, but at what cost? This was the cost. There I was, with the worst sack score I'd ever received, all because I was paying more attention to Desi than I did revise for my tests. My mum always said that people are more important than success, but are they really? Should I really sacrifice my ATAR score for the sake of Desi, especially when she might not even last long enough at this school to graduate? She caught my eye, giving me a small smile across the hall. I nodded my head towards the stairs that led down onto the quad, and she cut across the students passing to meet me. I tried to force a smile onto my face, but it cracked like broken concrete. What's wrong? she asked me. I shook my head, feeling tears pricking at the back of my eyes. Instead, I just started moving towards our usual spot underneath the old oak tree. The hallway wasn't the place for a breakdown. I didn't even say anything to her on the way over, but by the time we both sat down and she reached for my hand, tears were flowing down my cheeks. God, I felt so stupid. It's kind of pathetic that a bad test result gets me to act that way, isn't it? But I don't know, it's so much more than that. It's not just a grade on a piece of paper when I look at it, it's my entire future. My acceptance letter into uni, my job application, everything. I told her what score I got, and her silence told me everything I needed to know about how she felt. I know my test result was higher than what she normally gets. Okay, a lot higher. But to me, it was detrimental. She just didn't get that. She never got that. Desi told me everything I'd expected her to say. That it's just one grade. That it's not even bad. That I should feel lucky enough to be able to get a score that high. She said, I don't even know what failure feels like. And I just snapped. All that pent-up anger and frustration within me was just unleashed. I know she probably didn't mean for it to sound the way it did, but her words cut deep. With a shaking voice, I told her that maybe we should take a step back for a while. 
We both needed to study for exams and I couldn't afford to have any distractions right now. She of all people should be able to understand that. It's not like her grades were anywhere near acceptable. I wanted to be school captain next year too and I had to prepare for that. Of all the club meetings I'd been skipping this past month, thinking spending time with Desi was more important, I was jeopardising my future on the school council. She had to understand that, but clearly she didn't. She said that I was the one who made her quit graffiti for nothing. If we were going to take a break, then why did she have to sacrifice something she loved? For what? For me to leave her? But she just didn't get it. I was trying to help her. Graffiti was taking up so much of her time and she was spending so much money on those cans of paint just to make a mark on a wall that would be painted over in the next week or so. How could she not see what a waste it was? She was just throwing away her potential for... I can't even call it art. It's not going to get hung in galleries and she won't get paid for stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that got her arrested one day. I couldn't help the anger that permeated my voice. It made my words wobble, chest tightening. I told her that if I didn't get into my course, then all of this would have been for nothing. Suffering with my anxiety and all the late nights I spent studying and the social life I'd sacrificed in favour of doing well? If I couldn't even do well, what was the point of it all? What had I achieved? Desi was mad. I thought I'd seen her angry before, but it was never like this. She was almost shaking, hands clenched into fists as she pushed herself up from the ground. She threw her bag down and something inside it clattered when it hit the concrete. It was the sound I knew. She didn't even seem to notice that I was staring at her bag now. She was too busy yelling at me and asking why I even got to know her if it was just going to be too much effort and that it was too much work being her girlfriend. But the words slid off me like rain on an umbrella, just grazing me. I reached out to grab her backpack just a little bit faster than she did. She was too slow. I yanked it open by the zipper to see a mess of books and an old banana and a crumpled piece of paper with the stark red D scrawled on the corner. And underneath all the crap was the unmistakable gleam of a spray can. I reached in, my hand closing around it. What's this? I asked her, knowing full well what it was. What she was using it for. She stared at me, eyes wide, while her lips were curled into a frown. I didn't even give her the chance to reply before I threw it towards her, like it was burning my skin. It missed. There was another one at the bottom of her bag. I grabbed it and tossed it out. How could you? I asked her. How could you do this to me? I trusted you. She scrambled after the paint cans I'd thrown, telling me it wasn't what it looked like, that she hadn't used these outside, that it was for an art project in class. Bullshit, I said. You've been lying to me this entire time. You never stopped doing graffiti. You lied to me. All of it was a lie. I don't regret what I said then. I feel betrayed. Does she think she's smart for getting away with it all those weeks? How could she do that to me? When I trusted her so much and told her everything, how could I ever trust her again? How could she lie to my face and then do this behind my back? I felt like I couldn't breathe. She was suffocating me, taking all the air and leaving me to battle for what she'd exhaled. I felt so exhausted all the time. After everything I'd done for her, what had she given me in return? Lies and deception. What I said next, I wasn't proud of, but I have to be honest and own up to what I did, 
especially if she doesn't have that dignity. I... I told her she worsened my anxiety. That my increased panic attacks over the past months were because of her. That she caused them. I shouldn't have said that to her. She wasn't to blame for my poor mental health, but... I don't know. She had the ability to make me feel so, so happy. But she could also make me feel the worst I'd ever felt. I loved her so much, but... I hated how she made me react sometimes. Especially today. I don't know if things are ever going to be the same between us after today. I'm just so angry. So angry. She chose not to take my advice, to keep lying to me for all those weeks. How did I know she wasn't lying about how she felt for me too? Was it all just a ploy so that she could stay at school? To find someone to help her lift her grades? I don't know. I can't trust my own memories now. They're tainted blue by her lies, saturating every happy memory I used to think of when I was dozing off to sleep at night. All she left me with is heartache. I don't know if I'll ever be okay again after today. The way she left, just stormed off, made me think like she wouldn't come back to school. Like that was it. She was done. Done with the school and her grades. But most of all, done with me. Maybe if I'd just paid more attention to what she'd been carrying in her backpack, or when she didn't answer my texts. Maybe I could have confronted her about this before it blew out of proportion. Before it ruined everything around us, like a grenade. I've got anger tinting my vision and shrapnel in my heart. She did this to me. If I'd known back then, when I saw her in the art gallery for the first time, what she'd do to me, how she would take my heart and crush it up in her palms like it was nothing. I never would have spoken to her at the art gallery.